eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post game podcast. All right, we get the thumbs up to start a podcast as this microphone goes limber. Al, how are you? Oh, hi there, Jerry. I have so, a question for yeah. you. So I didn't hear much yesterday. Uh, matter of fact, I only heard a couple of minutes, and I heard the whole um, food sunburn conversation. Yes. Which I have no idea. Makes sense to me. Don't know if that's the true conversation being uh, that uh, this idea that we use sunscreen is not natural, and that if you were eating a healthy diet that and you not wouldn't need it all processed foods, that your skin wouldn't burn in which the sun. I'm all for that. If that's true, that sounds phenomenal. But I think we're getting to a very dangerous po- point. Mm-hmm. With all these YouTube influencers. Yes. Some are doctors. Some aren't. Some are just people that have learned and want to share their knowledge, which is great. All of that's wonderful. Here's my question when I listen to that. Yeah. Because I was listening to CeeLo, who was lost and didn't know what to say, which is fine. Totally cool. And I don't know in the moment I would have either. Yes. But as I thought about it, I thought this. I can go to the beach with my crappy diet tomorrow. <clears throat> Not tomorrow. It's December, but you get my point. I don't burn. I don't, I don't know if it's because of where my family's from, but if I go to Florida and I don't use sun, I burn. Hmm. Um, different parts where the sun is stronger affects me a little differently. The Jersey Shore, I could sit there all day. Really? Yeah, and I, I do not burn. I never have. Um, it's never been an issue. But my question would be, are things like that, which makes sense to me, have they been tested by these people that say it? Meaning, if you are John C. Jackson and you're the influencer that's telling people this. Have you gone Miami Beach in July and sat there all day with no sunscreen and not come out and been totally good? Or are you just telling us because of what you think? Probably telling you it's a dangerous game to play. Yeah. Because I don't maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't. I can't imagine that you would go on a beach in a bathing suit. And just sit there all day in a beautifully 
you know, cloudless day, 88 degrees, and be comfortable enough to believe that. I don't trust it myself personally. So like it like, makes sense if to I'm a certain out, degree. If I'm going to go out walking my dog for 30 minutes, I'm not going to put sunscreen on. Right. But if I'm going to, with my bald head, walk to Asbury Park, hang for the day and walk back, I'm, I'm putting it on. You have to. Yeah, because I, I don't want to burn my head. And that's where that was the one thought I was left with is that we're getting a little dangerous here with the information we're passing out because I also agree with all the chemical crap. I, all of that I understand. But to go that extra step and say, eat clean, you don't need it. Well, have you done that? And if so, I'd like to see the video of it. And I'd like to see you at 9 a.m. on the beach and then at 5 p.m. when you're done with the sun. Yeah, the other funny thing is a lot of a lot of these uh, people that say that you don't need sunscreen live in climates where they're in the sun year-round. So they kind of are always like a base tanned sort of so you're not going to burn as likely you know what i mean so it's like surfer dudes in california people in florida Mm -hmm. so i think it's hard to judge it's it's interesting it's an interesting interesting. conversation the idea these people have is they say you know don't that you shouldn't wear sunscreen that it's the sun is good for you and if you're not eating in particular they say seed oils and processed food then your skin won't burn right we don't know that. i'd like to see the proof Yes. Because I've seen, too, you have to be out. You got to get, what is it? It's 30 to 60 minutes of sunlight a day. Yes. for the But then when you start going beyond that, you better be careful. Because depending on where you are, the sun in New Hampshire is not like the sun in Texas. Yeah. It's just not. I also think that what we've probably done to the atmosphere Mm -hmm. may also affect that back in the day, many years ago, maybe you didn't need sure. sunscreen i would agree but with that now too. with the ozone layer being what it is or whatever the uv indexes are now yeah that's probably true too who knows yeah i agree jerry i have a, people reach out to me sometimes on uh, they dm me on either instagram or twitter right i, I guess i'm now like the penis expert <laughs> well I, <laughs> I would say i don't i don't know what i would call you actually yeah. i don't know about an expert yeah but you're you're you have a penis fascination or a penis hypochondriac. I feel like well, I have had sure. uh, penis injuries or th- things over the years. So I got a message from a guy, and uh, he tells me that he is 56 years old. Okay. So just uh, two Your years. wheelhouse. Right in, my, right in my wheelhouse, yeah. This is what he says, Jerry. I'm going to my doctor in a couple weeks, but I think you're the best person to, to talk to about this. I've noticed in the past year or so, as I've been working in normal situations— my penis will literally go inside of itself and hide like a turtle would be hiding in his shell. I've tried Googling it, but nothing really comes up. When I go to the bathroom, I literally have to pull it out of its shell. It's almost like it's naturally happening, like it's hiding from something. At the same time, I've also noticed my urination doesn't come out at the same time time when I go to the bathroom. I'll finish going to the bathroom, but then a few minutes later, more of it just leaks out in my underpants. One day, it provided a wet spot on pants that weren't dark. It's definitely an anomaly to me. Hmm. Thank you for getting involved. Now, I told this gentleman 
that I have heard Howard Stern a couple years ago talking about him peeing, then walking away and some a little more coming out. Mm-hmm. And that he claims, this is Howard Stern claiming, that he wraps tissues, uh, uh, toilet paper, around his penis when he's done. So in case anything leaks out, it leaks out into the toilet what, paper. Have penis diapers now? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I have not heard of the penis going in on itself. Yeah, I don't. That's a I'm weird not familiar one. with that one. But I also don't know, like this guy later on in the thing, he says uh, when he goes to the doctor, he's going to ask for an STD test. But I, I don't know that is a thing from an S, you know, like a sexually transmitted disease about your penis going inside. I'm glad you don't know. Yeah. That would be bad otherwise. Finally, something I don't have. Yes, you do. Thankfully. Yeah. Not finally, thankfully. Well, you know what? He took the right step. He's going to the doctor. Yeah. I hope he follows up and gives you an answer when this is solved, because I'm sure there's a reason for this. And... He can sleep better at night? I, I don't know. All I know is as you get into your late 40s and 50s, things weird things start happening down yeah. there. Yeah. So he also had responded to him and said, without using your name, I use this on the podcast. He said, of course. And he just sent this, legitimately just came up as I'm sitting here with you, Jerry. He says, uh, this may sound weird, the same guy, mm-hmm. but I purchased a product called Hostage Tape. And it's designed to go over your mouth while you sleep. Okay. For snoring, maybe? Yeah, it eliminates snoring because I tend to be a mouth breather. Anyway, I put the hostage tape on my penis to stop it from turtling in the weird thing. And the weird thing is I've been up for two or three hours and it hasn't turtled yet. He's using the hostage tape on his penis. What does that have to do with anything? He's just saying he... It's it's stopping his penis from going in in on itself because he's wrapped tape tape around it. Oh, he so. took the snore. He took the tape you're supposed to put on your mouth to stop snoring. He wrapped it around his penis, and it's helping his penis not go in. Be on careful itself. wrapping anything and taping something, Jerry. Yeah. This is science, damn You'll it! End up at the hospital with an embarrassment. Oh, yeah, just be careful. Yeah, be careful. I don't even know what to say. This is what I mean, like men, Jerry. When men get desperate. Or, you know, like you don't want to go to the doctor for your penis. This guy's like, hmm, that's snoring tape. It's not what, a good idea. <laughs> First of all, that snoring tape sounds like a terrible idea. You're telling me you put tape over your mouth when you sleep to help you from not I, snoring? I, I, I that sounds dangerous. Know. I do not know. But I, I also I, don't think you should wrap it around your penis. I know. It sounds like a terrible idea. So this guy. I hope they, it ain't used with, I uh, hope that's not Gorilla Tape. First of all, the name of this is called Hostage Tape. Yeah, that sounds horrible. That sounds terrible. Yeah, I agree. I, yes. And now you're putting it around your... Pe- so he's holding his penis hostage right with now. Tape. With mean, tape. With tape. Dude. Not I just not the way I would go. Yeah, I probably... But he does... Listen, He it sounds like he does have a doctor's appointment. And this is the problem. This guy's got his penis going, turtling in. He's... Urine's coming out when it's not supposed to come but out. he's going to the doctor. But he's got to wait till till... Mid-December. He's got two more weeks. All right, well. That's the problem with going to doctors, Jerry. I, yes. They're not prepared for us. Well, good doctors are booked. That is the problem. How about this? So this is completely just based on doctors being booked? Yeah. So our cat, our little cat, Callie, the one that uh, we got from, you know, Boomer helped us get years ago. Yeah. She's got some sort of a skin rash or, I don't even know what it is. Brought her to the vet a couple of times. They tried like a steroid or nothing's worked. She's like, you really need like a. 
She goes, it sounds crazy, but you need like a, a, an animal dermatologist. I'm like, All right, well, where do I find that? So they gave me the place, gave me like five places to call. Four of them don't have animal dermatologists, and they okay. all referred me to this one place. So there's one person that's in charge of animal dermatology. Well, one place down in the, down the Jersey Shore, basically. Okay. So I called them, and she's like, sure. She goes, I can get you in in July. I'm like, what? What's the point of that? I'm like, but she's got a rash now. She goes, well, we're, we're booked. I'm like, so I have to wait. She goes, I might be able to do something in June. I'm like, okay, thanks. And I hung up. So then I call another place. I called the vet back. They gave me a place up north. I'm like, if I got to go up north, I'll go up north. So they gave me a place in um, in Bloomfield. I'm like, Bloomfield, fine. So I called them. Sorry, we're booked. We're not taking new, new uh, clients. I'm like, well, who am I supposed to go to? You know what she tells me? Because there's a great uh, veterinary hospital that's got a full uh, vet veterinary dermatologist yeah. on staff. She goes, I'm sure that gets you in this week. I said, okay. She goes, it's in Scranton. I'm like, what? Scranton? I'm like, what are we talking about? So I called my vet back yesterday, and I explained the whole situation. They're like, all right, come in tomorrow. I'm like, okay, and then what? She goes, well, we'll try and figure something out for you because this ain't working. I'm like, yeah, no kidding. So- Good doctors, you can't get appointments. I can't get my cat an appointment for right. six months. You can't even, if there's a good cat doctor, you can't even get God in, Jerry. damn. You ain't kidding. So yeah. I hope he's okay. I hope he can just wait it out, get to the doctor, and then you'll figure it out. And then please follow up with us. Yes. Because we need to follow up with the audience. 100%. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I uh, got another direct message. Just wow, what are you? This does not involve the penis. Only fans out? What's going this on This is here? from uh, Mike. Okay. You get a lot of DMs from men. Uh, I do. <laughs> oh, hi, Al. I got one for you and Jerry for a future post-game podcast. I've been walking around my apartment complex during the evenings. <laughs> that just sounds funny. <laughs> and I'm noticing that about one out of every four cars has an expired inspection sticker. While inspections these days are generally jokes and all cars seem to pass, what this tells me is that technically 25% of these cars are non-compliant for the road and are in violation of the law. Do you think 25% is a fair representation of the population or is my apartment complex an anomaly? I think your apartment complex has a bunch of degenerates. <laughs> I tend to think the overall percentage is probably lower, but maybe COVID threw all this for a loop. Curious to hear your thoughts on this rather boring topic. I think See ya. it's more like one in ten. I don't think it's one in four. I think it's more like one in ten, and I don't think it means that your car is not is not. I don't want to use the word compliant because you're not compliant because you're not taking it when yeah, you're supposed but to. But it's not dangerous. But it doesn't mean that your car is going to uh, you know burn a hole through yeah. the, uh, the sun. It just means you're lazy, and you're rolling the dice. You get pulled over for any reason, and you're four, five, six months. You're getting a ticket. Yeah, you know, this actually came up uh, probably a year ago. I was walking my dog. Oh, I remember this. You remember story. this? I yes, was walking and you my got dog. in the face. Yeah, and I noticed a whole lot of people in my town that had expired things. So I thought I was doing a good thing. I went on the Bradley Beach Facebook group and I said, hey, just a heads up, y'all. 
see a lot of expired stickers. You know, they let this go during a pandemic, but they don't let it go anymore. Right. Well, people were furious with me, Jerry. <laughs> Mind like, your own business. You just told the cops to come ticket all of us. But still, my town is filled with yeah. cars that are two years expired. Really? Wow. See, I don't see that. And I actually do look. Yeah. From time to time when we're in the in the stores. Ever since that, ever since that happened. Yeah. I don't really know. I, I see them. Yeah. But I don't see them egregiously. You don't see them at the number that. No, not at all. Me and this fella Mike see no, it at. Not at all. I love that he's just, I just picture like a guy like me, like this guy Mike, nighttime falls. He starts walking around his apartment complex, checking out cars. <laughs> He should. Here's what you do, Mike. Print out a whole bunch of hay, just being neighborly. <laughs> Mike, don't do it. And then leave them on the car windshields, windshield wipers. Here's what you should do. Find That's nice. a nice place in between where you live and where Bradley Beach is, and you and Al should go have a drink <laughs> and calm the F down. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what happens, Jerry. I understand. I got it. Doesn't happen for me, but it happens for you. You ever think about like how different our lives are? You and I? Yeah. Yes, I do. Like we work, we work the same hours. We work on the same show. There's enough in common. Yeah, but when we leave here, our lives are so unbelievably yeah. different. It's incredible. Yeah, what you care about, what I don't care about, it well, really it, is interesting. It all goes to the, uh, I think you having children. Oh, for sure. You know, and being married, and, and being married, it's a different you 100%. have different responsibilities. You're taking care of different things. I I don't have those things, so I don't. Yeah, yeah, I do think about that. It's just amazing, and whether it's you and me, or you and Eddie, or me and Eddie, or G, it's all everybody's everybody's circumstance. While in some ways are similar, are so unbelievably different. And all from the choices we've made and the people we've picked to be with or not be with. And it's just, man, the five of us couldn't be more different in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, it blows my mind when you, first of all, when you, anytime you do anything at night, so you have a Rutgers game on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. But even crazier, like to me, if I had a Rutgers game, if I had something to do on a work night, like a Rutgers game I was calling that started at seven o'clock on a Wednesday, I would know. I'd be panicking about it for sure from the week before. I asked you the other day, I go, uh, when's the next Rutgers game or something? You're like, eh, I don't know, maybe Tuesday. It was just so funny that it wasn't like, it wasn't something that was already concerning you no. and thinking about. Like, I was like, oh my, I'd love to. The only one that, that bothered way. me so far that consumed me yeah. was when I found out the Georgetown game was at 8 30. Yeah. A lot two weeks ago. Because I had it as a seven, a six thirty game, Oof. and somehow we ended up being the back part of that FS one doubleheader, not the front end, which is what it initially was when I got the schedule months ago. And so that one got me on that because we had a game on Sunday at noon, and that game was Wednesday night or Thursday. I forget what night it was. And like driving home, I'm like eight or eight thirty, and then Monday, I'm like, I it, that one bothered me. Yeah, the seven o'clock games suck. Um, from the standpoint of I know I'm only getting four hours sleep, but I try to take a nap in the afternoon. I go do the game, and then I know if I get four solid hours of sleep while not good and I don't want to do it on back-to-back nights, I can live with that. Now, are you thinking about that like you're in the uh, first half of the game? Does it ever cross your mind? No. When does it first cross your mind? Not till you get in the car? Um, post game, when I look at the clock and I'm like, are we on pace for me to lay down by 10 15? Yeah. 
Because I, if I know I can get home and get asleep by 10, 15, that's f- between four and four and a half hours sleep, I'm good. The other night, so it was a regular 7 o'clock game the other night, and I guess it was Monday night. And the post game is usually when they win within seven or eight minutes of the game going final, we've got Pike on, and then right after him is the player, and then we can do our stats and we can get out. It's two segments, and Paul Schrager, our engineer, does the third segment, so I can get out of there. Well, they had a couple of recruits downstairs, and trust me, we're not all that important in the grand scheme of what he's trying to build there, so I understand sometimes we have to wait. The postgame show went for 30 minutes as we're waiting for him, and I'm looking at the clock. At that point, I'm like, I'm not getting home till 10.30. Yeah. Uh-oh. So it does happen, but it's rare. Yeah. It is rare. So I don't know. I think we talked about this off the air uh, this morning, but, uh, you know, the Spotify yes. year-end review, or yeah. I think they call it Spotify rap, yep. Wrapped. I was bothered by mine. Came out. You were bothered by yours. I was surprised by mine. I'm starting to get uh, uh, screen grabs from people that listen to this post-game podcast where mm-hmm. they're like top 3%. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So send those if you're a high uh, number. Those are awesome. What was surprising about yours? What was the most surprising thing? Well, I'll tell you. It made no sense to me because and the question I had for Al off the air, and maybe someone out there knows too, Yeah. what, qualifi- what qualifies as a play for a song? Okay. So, and I only, I asked that question because when I look at these things, I'm waiting for it to come up. Here it is. Show me now. Okay. So the thing that comes up, all right, shut up. God. All right. So it's coming up now. So the, the top song that came up for me in 2023 was Jordan Davis singles you up, which I know for a fact, I rarely lit. Now, did I listen to him? Yes. That song, I had enough of that song. So every time it comes up, for the most part, I'm skipping through it now after 10 seconds. There's, I just don't understand how that came up as my top song when yeah. I could come up with 10 other ones that I listened to a lot more than that this year. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. You're right. Maybe like if, as soon as it starts playing, if you skip it, that counts. But then every song that pops up counts as a play then? I don't know. Then they, can't they manipulate things that way and like just start inserting songs? I guess so, yeah. But then the artist gets paid, don't they? Yeah. For the amount of plays? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm very, I'm, I'm surprised. Here's one that really puzzled me. Yeah. So, it said to me, uh, say hello to your top artist. Okay. For me, it said John Mellencamp. Right. Okay. Now, I went to see John Mellencamp in June. Mm-hmm. So, did I play John Mellencamp prior to that? And when I got back, was I probably in a John Mellencamp kind of mood? You're in the zone. I was in a John Mellencamp zone. But it says, okay, and it's one thing to say, okay, your 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 top artist is John Mellencamp. It says you are in the top zero point one percent of fans, meaning there could be nobody bigger John Mellencamp fan than me. It would be very hard to find someone a bigger fan than you. In the entire country, according to this. Right. That can't possibly be true. There's got to be one lunatic that, like, is from and lives in Indiana that's just doing nothing but running John Mellencamp songs. And they're going to be ahead of you in the top one-tenth of one percent. Okay. Doesn't mean you are number one. And this says, I spent, this is how many minutes in the past year listening to John Mellencamp. Mm -hmm. 1,401 minutes. It's a lot of time. Every average think, song is four minutes. Yeah. 
25 songs 100 that means 2500 songs don't you think john mellencamp should thank me should I tag him in something, Jerry? Wait, how many minutes say? 1,000? 1,400. Oh, 1,400. No, I got that wrong. It's not 2,500 songs. So it's probably 250 songs. My gosh. Roughly. That's probably true, though. Yeah. If you think John Mellencamp's songs, there are no two-minute songs. They're no, all between four, four and minutes. six, I would say. Probably four minutes is yeah. safe to say. Four, so 4.30. That's really only 320 songs. Right. I would think. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a lot to me, actually. Yeah, it just seems crazy. That you went to the concert, Mm -hmm. that you probably listened to albums and songs a few weeks before, a couple of weeks after. I actually don't think that's Yeah, when I got back, I was like in a rabbit hole of John Mellencamp. I was playing everything. And if up to 10 seconds dictates a song play, then it probably makes even more sense. Yeah, plus I play songs here sometimes. Right, off your account. Off my account. So it's possible. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I like that thing, that year-end rap, although I'm not sure you know how much of it is. Like you said, it seems a little inaccurate. What was your top artist? Um, Who you like the most? I don't remember, honestly. I wonder if it was Pink. No, I don't think. I I think she actually was five. Really? Yeah, I think five. Hold on. I'll pull it out. I will tell you, I do remember my my top podcast was this one. (laughs) No, it's funny. This wasn't even in my top five of podcasts. Oh, really? Well, see, I but I listen all the time when I'm away. Yeah. So I do when I'm on um, when I'm with Rutgers. Yeah. I try to keep up, and I always listen to the five o'clock hour, and then I listen to you and Eddie usually. Did you have a top five podcasts? Um, like it does I, top five. Podcasts. No, it only gave me a top three. Maybe you don't. You don't it listen to a lot of us, podcasts. It was Rogan and the Huberman. Oh, okay, Huberman Huberman Lab. Yes. That was it. Um, come on. Where is it? My top this. podcasts were Rogan, This Past Weekend with Theo Vaughn, Plain English with Derek Thompson. Okay. Why Are You Laughing? And Club Random with Bill Maher. Okay. That's funny because I've heard. I've, no, You've I've only played watched. some Bill Maher. Yeah, three or four times. I guess that doesn't qualify yeah. as much. That was cool. Um, hold on a second. Pretty cool. Just we need Jerry to find the balls. 0.1% person that listens to this podcast right and celebrate them i've gotten three percenters okay but i don't think i've gotten anything under the three percenters here's a weird one my top artist yeah and i'm telling you al i didn't listen to this person very often at all okay limp biscuit <laughs> are you sure you weren't in a limp biscuit mood one one day no. Jerry? you just went nuts but not for it to be so limp biscuit was one well, Pink was four. Bruce was five, which I told you this morning. I don't listen to Bruce. That's crazy. So how is that my fifth most popular I don't artist? Know. Maroon 5 was number two, which last year, in 2022, I listened to a lot of that. I'm kind of, I've, this year I've been over it. I haven't listened to it. I wonder when they start counting, because this list came out now. It's not even, de- tomorrow's December 1st. Right. So they're not counting December at all in this. So I wonder if they're grabbing December from last year. Is it? Is it like a fiscal year, you know, September through July? I don't know. Because then it would make more sense to me if we're going back to last fall. But not for this year. No, it's going to suck. Next year, John Mellencamp is going to completely fall out of the top of my... Because uh, you're out. Because I, 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 I played it enough now. You're going to go from the top one-tenth of one percent to the top 99%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might get a call from Mellencamp. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. I saw him with Bill Murray. He's like, I'm a weird dude. I don't know if that's happening. <laughs> yeah. How about that? When worlds collide. 
Bill Maher podcast on my list yeah. and John Mellencamp talk to each other. You ain't kidding. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up program. Would that would that be a good thing for you to hear? Yeah, I'm good with the warm-up okay. program. What the hell is going that. on in my backyard? Right oh, now? tomorrow's Friday, Jerry. Tomorrow is Friday. We got a uh, football Friday here in the family. We got cool games, Jerry. Did you do that already with Boomer today? No, he gave me one. He No, what Boomer did today was he he projected if the playoffs started today. Oh, okay. Would the wild card round have any cool games in it? Oh, I got you. So okay. he did that. I got you. Right, so I we'll, wouldn't let him steal that bitch. We here. do the week 13 edition tomorrow yes. morning. Hopefully after a Cowboys victory. Yes. And we know there's a Niners-Eagles game. That is definitely a cool game. So we at least got one. That we, well, it might be the only. It might one. be the only. One. It's possible. We'll I mean, see. Got Jets Falcons. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, Jerry. So.